So as a kid, I just remember, you know, honestly, there's not much that I remember from the age five and down. From age five down, I don't remember anything, which is, I guess, pretty normal. You know, most people don't. But I remember my parents fighting so much. I, I remember the beatings that they gave each other, the beatings that they gave us. I remember coming home from school hoping that my parents would come home and they would just go straight to the bar. You know, they would go straight to the bar and they would not come home until like three in the morning. And, you know, I would, I would sit there and be in so much fear. I remember it would be like, it, it would be like fall, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, back to school happened already. Boom. We're there. It's, you know, it's Halloween time and, you know, it's getting daylight savings, you know, happen or whatever. And, and it's getting darker earlier. And I would sit there, you know, I get home around two or three and I'd sit there and I'd watch TV till about five and hope my parents would come home and they never did, you know? And then it'd be around seven and it'd start getting dark and I'd start, I'd start getting in a bunch of fear. I, I just remember being so fearful that someone was going to come in and kill me in my house because it was just me there. My sister had left, you know, my sister, my sister left me alone to be with my, my parents because she couldn't take it anymore. She was four years older than me. She ran away from home and she left me to have to be there by myself. And, you know, and, you know, and, you know, she was battling her own demons. You, you know, she, um, the abuse made her go to men, turn to men for comfort, you know, and she had her first child when she was 12 years old. So, you know, it's not like she had this, she left me and had this grand old life, you know, it, it just, her life and her pain just took on a different form than mine did, you know, but so I would be there left alone and I would be petrified that someone was going to kill me. I'm hungry because I don't know how to cook and no one's there to feed me. I'm calling all the bars in the neighborhood and, you know, asking, you know, I knew all the bars numbers by heart. Like I, I knew every bar in a like 10 mile radius, their numbers. I knew the bartenders that worked there and I, and I, and I knew how to ask to see if my parents were there and I would tell them, please, you know, my, I hear, I'd hear my parents in the background saying, tell them, tell them we're coming home, tell them we're on our way. And the bartender would say, no, little Richard, you know, we're on. Uh, your, your parents just left. They're on their way home. Don't worry. And they still never came. And I would get so scared that I would put cans by the back door and by all the windows so that if someone was to, you know, come in to the house and, and hurt me, I would hear them coming. And I, I would, I got a huge, you know, butcher knife that we had in the kitchen and I put it underneath my pillow and I would sit you know, I would fall asleep on the couch with this butcher knife under my pillow and I would eventually fall asleep. You know, I hadn't eaten. I hadn't done my homework. I hadn't showered. I hadn't done nothing. And I would come home and my parents would be, you know, yelling, fighting, screaming, beating each other up, doing whatever. You know, my mom used to threaten suicide and I would sit there and get my dad to stop hitting my mom, get my mom to stop hitting my dad. You know, soon he would pass out, but my mom would be like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. And, you know, me being a little kid, I didn't know any better. I didn't know that, that, you know, she was just drunk and, you know, like talking out of her ass. I believed her every time I thought she was going to hurt herself. So 
I had to hold her and, and rock her to sleep and tell her how much I loved her and tell her how much I needed her and, and just listen to her tell me these horrible stories about her own life and her own trauma and the molestation that happened to her and, 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 and just, you know, horrible stories. And I sat there and I weeped for her and I, and I, and I cried for her and I, and I wanted, I wanted to fix her. I wanted to heal her with my heart. And I used up every amount of what felt like all the love in my heart that I had to give, I gave to that woman, not knowing that she was sick and she was in her addiction and she was in her alcoholism and that she wouldn't even remember in the morning, you know? So they would fall asleep. If, you know, they'd pass out. It'd be like four in the morning. I'd finally fall asleep, you know, and I'd wake and I'd have to wake up at 7 a.m. and go to school. And this went on for years. You know, this, this, this behavior went on for years and don't get me wrong. There was good times. There was times when, um, my parents, you know, were great. And there were, there were, there were times when their alcoholism and their addiction didn't pull them in, in extreme directions. There was times when they were really present with us and they, and they loved on us. And we watched, you know, Roseanne together as a family and we ate together as a family and, and they were interested in, in my homework and, and, and helping me and asking me, you know, how my day was. And, you know, there was also times where my father, you know, my, my father showed love in different ways. You know, he always made sure that I had money in my pocket. He, always, he you know, if he would, his last dime he would, he would give to me um, because he said a man always had money in his pocket, you know, and, um, you know, he showed us his love through his cooking. And um, unfortunately for me, they like to cook and get stoned. So they were making like some concoctions that really, really probably structured, you know, the way that my body was going to look for the rest of my life. Um, I don't know. I'm just talking about all this. I don't really know which direction I'm going. All I know is that like... I had to find a reason why I, I became the way I became as, a, as an adult. I had to find the source of the problem. You know, I had to look back and I had to really, really see how did I, how did I start to feel so shitty about myself? How did I, how did I interpret all this? So my interpretation of, of, of all this was like, if the people that love me, that's supposed to love me the most don't even come home to, you know, to change, feed, clothe, nurture me, put me to bed. Like if they don't do these things, like I must not have any value. I must not have any worth. And, 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 and it's not like I thought about this. I just internalized this and this became my perception my whole life. And so I always sought, I sought gratification outside of myself because I didn't think that, that myself in and of itself had any value. So I always searched outside of myself for gratification and for belonging and for love and for, um, validation. You know, I, I just, I know that's where the, the twist in my thinking happened. And, you know, it's not like my parents did that on purpose. They were sick and, 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 I, and I understand that now and I still don't have any blame towards them. You know, they they were, you know, whatever. I hate that, you know, hurt people, hurt people, but it's the truth. Hurt people do hurt people. And I can't blame them because I'm an adult now and I know better and um, it just makes it that much harder, you know, sometimes to, to really look past my thinking, you know, 
and to really, it just seems like my thoughts are, are so real and that the way I feel about myself is, is, is real. And, and, and as I get older and I, and I start to realize that like, like I have a skewed sense of, 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 of thinking. My, my thinking is, is, is impaired in some ways. And, and that like none of that has to do with who I am. None of that, none of that was true, first of all. And I just perceived things innocently as a child that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know any better, you know? And so the process of forgiving myself for that has, it's been slow, you know, and nearly killed me. You know, when I found drugs, when I found meth in particular, I, I found something that for a brief moment would let me stay in the present moment. Honestly, that's what I was doing. I, I, I needed something to get me out of my head from the regrets of my past or thinking about the future. Like it allowed me to just be in the moment and, and be happy with what was right in front of me. And that was the real, like, that was the, 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 that, you know, cinched the deal for me as to like, you know, I love this drug. I want to feel this drug all the time. And, um, you know, that and sex, like, you know, it, it, I had never been a person who was attractive to to other people. I was never, you know, I've never been a skinny person. I've always been an overweight, you know, guy, a kind of chubby guy. And, um, you know, I lost weight from this drug and I was able to not change any of my eating habits, but still lose weight. And then the first year that I was on crystal meth, I lost 120 pounds. And for the first time in my life, like I was getting attention from other men. You know, my mom told me one day, she goes, you know, she goes, Richard, you know, you look so handsome. This is the most handsome I've ever seen you look. And it just crushed me because I was so fucked up on drugs and I was like dying inside. Like, like, like all these chemicals in my body, I could feel, I felt like I was being poisoned. And then here's my mom telling me that I look more handsome than I've ever looked in my whole life. It, it really affected me. And, um, I gave up everything for that drug and I gave up everything for my, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't have, I just didn't have what it took to, to succeed. It felt like, you know, I, I, I was, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I hope you got something out of that. I don't know what else to say right now. Thank you.